This weekend our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This weekend our collective heads This weekend our collective heads we are talking about video games. Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I am Kevin, joined by Patrick, the man who actually makes all this work. I just research, sit here and talk. He's the guy that like, if everything goes right, it's because he did it and not me. <laughs> but we're here to talk about video games. Uh, not a whole lot of news this week, but we do have one particularly large topic. Um, uh, two people from from the Guild Wars 2 team were fired because of their interaction with fans yeah. and the backlash on Reddit and in Reddit forums. And we're going to talk about that, what that means, how these things should be handled, stuff like that. But we're going to put all that at the end of the show. Uh, right now, we're just talking about the news that came out this week. And we're starting... Yeah, with Assassin's Creed uh, Liberations, which I didn't play because this was a mobile game. Well, it started off on Vita. It was a Vita exclusive initially. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Because I was like, I don't even remember this. Uh, for makes it sense. To be a, yeah, but it does make sense. Uh, I love the Assassin's Creed games, but totally missed this one. So cool that it's now uh, backwards compatible. So now we can enjoy it without having to turn on an old console or a handheld that we don't want to play. Exactly. I I think it got ported to PS3 or PS4. I don't I don't remember for sure. But um, I I thought it was kind of cool because it, it came out around the same time as uh what's what's the the pirate one uh black flag black flag yeah. yeah so it has it has kind of a similar setting to that and like she she deals with some of the the slavery issues and things like that and so and it and it has a female protagonist this was before because like now they have like uh evie and uh th they have the twins so you can you can pick to play a guy or a girl, you alternate between them. But this one had a female protagonist. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, we also got Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Yes. Not a regular warfighter, but an advanced warfighter. Yeah, because if you're going to fight a war, you want to be advanced. Right. Um, didn't play this one either. I like Tom Clancy games. I appreciate <laughs> them. Uh, I like Splinter Cell games more than, than the others personally. Yeah. Uh, but again, great for archival. I mean what xbox is doing and that's the reason that we're we talk about this every single week what xbox is doing in regards to backwards compatibility and in regards to uh future compatibility uh is is remarkable because you know phil spencer mm -hmm. mentioned uh anything that we're putting out now future generations are going to be able to play we're going to we're fixing the backwards compatible they're essentially making sure they don't have to do this again is what they're doing <laughs> well and on top of that they're doing uh games preservation which yeah. um particularly with arcade games is always a challenge uh just trying to get everything working exactly the way it used to and so we we really appreciate what they're what they're doing on this so heck yeah good on you xbox heck yeah um, and I thought I had... Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, next up, we actually have, have a release date for Shenmue, which... Uh, yeah. Or the remaster, I should say, of Shenmue 1 and 2. Uh, still nothing on Shenmue 3, uh, which... Um, uh, yeah. I think will come out after Final Fantasy 7, the Final Fantasy 7 remake. That's my prediction. That would... That would 
see i like i like that that particular bet because they were announced at the same conference mm -hmm. and have vanished ever since and really should have been out by now i think that the the final fantasy square team especially uh they've they've been very transparent in saying hey the people who are working on final fantasy 7 the final fantasy 7 remake are also working on kingdom hearts 3 yep so now that that's going to be out um they can go full force into the into the new one. Uh, it yeah. wasn't the whole team, but it's but but key players have you know were were working in regards to the development in Kingdom Hearts uh, three. I there's, still there's say it'll also, be out by the end of next year. There's also one other particular development that uh, is of interest to to me, and I think that uh, that could affect the development of both games. Um, I was I was looking at the numbers. Uh, because that's the kind of guy I am. I was looking at the sales numbers for Lost Sphere, which was the second game put out by Tokyo RPG Factory. Okay. They put a, they put out I Am Setsuna first, which was pretty well received and sold yeah. pretty well. Um, Lost Sphere sold less than half the copies that I Am Setsuna did. So that was kind of an experimental little studio. I find it entirely likely that they will start pulling talent from there to put onto these bigger projects. Um, it's it's obviously a very different system, but these were uh, talented developers, talented coders, programmers, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that they'll probably pull from there and hopefully get things uh, ramped up a little bit as far as those two projects go. Totally, totally could see that happening. I, two very similar parallels uh, for development, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens on that. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in on is the uh, the lawsuit between uh, Bethesda and WB Studios. And we talked about this last week and Bethesda essentially said, hey, uh, the Westworld game is Fallout Shelter. It even has some of our our bugs in it. Yeah, um, it was it was actually it was actually the same. Uh, there was there was a company I, I, I can't remember their names. Um, the same company that did uh, that helped Bethesda Studios with um, with that actually moved to Westworld, and so the there's two separate lawsuits here, and this is this is the clarification from last week. Yeah. Um, but they're they're actually uh, improving, or, or they're they're taking the code from there and they're moving it to the other one. So they're suing them for for theft of property, yeah. and then they're suing for the suing WB for encouraging and profiting from that. And WB yeah. said, we never told them to do that. We just told them to make a game, mm -hmm. to make a Westworld game. This is not on us. Now, the statement so, that I was reading in here, I thought was from w WB. Let me just double check this. There was okay. a statement in here that literally says, uh, where is it? This is the, Beth oh, hold on. That's Bethesda's lawsuit. Uh, they're quoting but they don't say who it is. Oh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers responded. Not that company, but Warner Brothers responded. And I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this, but they essentially say this is a frivolous lawsuit and we didn't. Use, none of the code was used in the game. Yeah. So if the company that, that Warner Brothers contracted to make the game mm -hmm. then used that game, Warner Brothers not only is guilty of publishing a game with that code but they're also uh with this there that would be considered liable so interesting so essentially like like that that in court will will make it look make it even worse 
when it comes to if they if they find out oh the source code that you were using in this this version of the game and this company did use their old code in this game with the uh, in this other game which they're not allowed to do um this yeah. is code is not protected like uh like uh like artwork is um but it's similar where if you make a product for this person and they've contracted for exclusivity you can't then resell it over here right you, with, you can't take your work with you when you go whatever whatever you make under the umbrella of this company yes. is owned by the company that hired you and that includes, in this case that includes if a company hires a company to do something now did you say where did you say the other company was from though did you say? Uh, I, I I don't recall. It's it's in the article. I've okay. I've actually. Okay. I, I won't get I won't get uh, in a tangent on that. If it's international, this is gonna be really, uh, this is gonna be really interesting. I believe it may be. Uh, but okay. either way, either way, uh, I've played a little bit of I played or I saw a little bit of the playthrough. I didn't play it, but I saw a little bit of the playthrough of Westworld. It's pretty much Fallout Shelter um, yeah, in regards to the build and it, the the gameplay is not exact, but it's Fallout Shelter. Um, yeah. So they're gonna lose that. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll, like, I'll I'll kind of tee this one up for you because uh, you and I played a, a game quite a, a little while ago, The Swindle. Yes. And absolutely loved it. And Excellent new, game. Yeah, and they have a new game. Uh, developers has a new game that's coming out, which you actually were um, were uh, messaging them about to try to get yeah. some information on. Yeah, I was I was I was talking with him about um, about what's what's coming next for mm -hmm. for him and his studio because um, he made uh, Behold the Kickman and uh, and this is uh, I was so I was talking with Dan and I he said I'm not ready to announce anything yet but soon you know yeah. soon soon something will be coming out and so I was like okay well can you just tell us what platforms it's coming on and and he said it's coming to ev everything eventually but probably. Um, Steam first, so he plans to develop for Steam first, and then uh, he said the the main other platform that he would like to be on is the Switch, um, and so I told him that we are looking forward to it uh, coming out on the Switch, and we hope to see yeah. it there. That um, is the place to be publishing an indie game right now. Very um, much so. It, PC, unfortunately, with the way Steam works and. Honestly, even even uh, looking at the PS4 marketplace, um, there's a lot of junk. And if you're filtering yeah. through all that, trying to find a good game, it's kind of hard. It, Nintendo is cultivating to an extent what's put on their platform. Yeah. So I think well, that's a great, great, great idea. And there's been a lot of indie success, like uh, Hollow Knight sold pretty well on Steam, and then within the first two weeks on on uh, Switch sold 250,000 copies. Yeah, like it's it's a very profitable place to go to. And so I was telling Dan Marshall that, yes, please bring it over here, and we will we will buy the heck out of it. Yes. Sir. Um. And and on that note, a game that we reviewed, uh, or I guess that I reviewed a little while ago, mm -hmm. um. Is, is also coming to the Switch, Cosmic Star Heroin, and we will be having an interview uh, with that developer um, coming up in a couple of weeks. And I personally am really excited about that. This will be my first big interview. Um, and so I'm I'm just really, I'm, I'm excited. I've been, yeah. I, I talked to him a lot on Twitter and and he, he agreed to an interview. He, he lives in Taiwan, so the, the time differential will be a little tough, but I get to interview him. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll, uh, and should have video of that as well. We're going to work on that and make sure everything's set up correctly. And, uh, and yeah, we'll let you know, I guess, when it happens. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, so Ghost of Sh Tsushima is, is a game that we don't know a whole lot about yet. Uh, but Chris Zimmerman 
um, of Sucker Punch gave us a little bit more insight into the approach that they're trying to take with the game. Yeah. Um, he said that that we want it we want it to be fun. We want it to be authentic in some ways, mm -hmm. but we we are going to be careful about how we do authenticity because, like, yeah. um, in these kind of duels between samurai. I mean, it's it's you know first swipe somebody dies. I mean, you you see it on on camera in that last yeah. shot. It's yeah. just that's how these duels went. But that's not nearly as much fun in a video game. So there will be there will be uh, a lot more tension to it than that. And so, but he said that there's going to be a lot about uh, about the time and the place, and and honestly, this game just looks gorgeous. It really does. Um, and it's my second favorite upcoming samurai game. <laughs> right and that's and that's so much fun to say because yeah. uh like if i i i find it very unlikely mm -hmm. um that i will get samurai out uh from uh Sekiro to to neo 2 to ghost sure. of tsushima like all of these games i'm looking forward to and they and they are very they are different games they are and i'm, are. I'm looking forward to that I think uh, but he said that for people who are who are very knowledgeable about that type of about that time in history mm -hmm. or about that section of, of, of Japan, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to to watch and see how that plays out. That's really great. I mean, I, I love that you know trying to stick at least within some guidelines of authenticity. I think is great. Uh, like you said, if it's gonna be exact, it's it may not be as entertaining. Uh, similarly, uh, I don't. On a, I would say a similar similar note because the samurai like went up to the I don't know if you knew this well the samurai went up to like the 1890s 1870s yeah so 1880s well somewhere around there so essentially um, cowboys were around at the same time as samurai yeah and if but you we never get to see samurai versus cowboys we except don't, in Westworld except in Westworld but cowboys uh, cowboys they didn't have um, they didn't have smoke uh, what is it called the smokeless powder back then mm -hmm. so. Uh, you know about the the shootout at the OK Corral? Yeah. Like, so when that actually happened, after a couple shots, no one could see anything. And no one talks about that. Huh. So you have the most famous battles. If it's in a smaller place or if you have a couple shots go off somewhere, that area is full of, full, full of like, smoke. It's not, uh, you know, like ammunition is now. So right. if you had that happen in a Western movie... That may not be as entertaining, <laughs> unless you. I don't know. It's it's just not as entertaining. Like you said, samurai. It's it's a very quick. It's a very calculated move. And then mm. whoever did the you know did it and calculated correctly usually was the winner. Uh, and yeah. they're also they didn't move as quite as quickly as we want them to do. Anyways, uh, I'm excited about that. And I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm still. I know it's authentic, but I'm still more uh, excited about uh, Shadows Die Twice. But We'll see. We'll see. Um, it's a good time to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward to. Actually, this is third on my list of samurai games because Neo was incredible, and I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing what comes next. Yeah. But um, the fact that we're getting a sequel <laughs> and two new properties, yeah, it's so awesome. It's pretty amazing. And yeah. And speaking of new things, um, the Binding of Isaac creator Edmund McMillan um, actually launched the the Kickstarter. Did I talk about this last week? You did. You okay. Did. So it's it is backed now at a thousand and six percent, I believe. Okay. They've passed they've they've gone past a million dollars. <laughs> and I've I've ordered my copy and yep. we're definitely gonna be playing that. Um, we'll see what we can do about that, but check that out yeah. if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
other things that you should check out that you can check out now is Castlevania season one on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the first season? I did not. Uh, you, I want to, but you should. It's I it's know. It's, it's four episodes, so it's all in all about the length of a movie, I would mm -hmm. say, and it's it's very well done. The animation is is fantastic. The humor is there. The 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 way that they show the Belmonts and yeah, everything is just is just a whole lot of fun. And it's it's actually uh, the the city that he goes into. It's it's more than just you know vampires versus vampire hunters like there's there's a lot of interesting characters and and politics around um who's able to fight when they're able to fight things like that and so i i found it really excellent uh anime and yeah. so if you like castlevania anime vampires or really cool sword fights uh definitely check this one out now we have confirmed and this is the actual news in here is that season two is going to be eight episodes long and it's coming in october which Good. is the perfect month for a vampire movie to come yes, out. Yes, it is. And that's, a, that's. I mean, I think that everyone was disappointed that it, the first one was four episodes, and, uh, and that was it. Uh, and I think that, honestly, even though it's Castlevania, they weren't sure how well it was going to do. And yeah. this type of animation does cost more. So my guess is that was a safe bet. That's why we're seeing eight now uh, for the next season. So happy about that. Very happy. Same. Another thing I'm happy about is that Xbox is concerned with the boot up times on their uh, on their consoles. Woohoo! Because mine, um, I'm pretty sure I haven't. I, I don't know if I actually have in the power save mode or whatever it is, but it takes a bit to boot up. Uh, also, the actual games when trying to start those, you know, take take a while. And uh, you know, Xbox understands this. They're going to start the uh, fast start feature. Uh, is going to start this. Now, what this is, uh, this starts in the July update for Xbox, which I haven't gotten yet, uh, or maybe I have and I'm not. I haven't seen it. But what this does is essentially prioritizes the game files that are going to be installing to make sure that the files that install first are ones to actually play, start playing the game, so it can mm -hmm. keep downloading in the background and allow you to at least start and begin it. Um, okay. And this is this is something that they've also done on PlayStation since launch. Is uh, it'll it'll download and install the single player campaign data files, whatever, and then uh, run the multiplayer in the background so that you can at least start the game and right. and mess around with it a little bit while it's yeah. while it's loading up. Yeah. So which which I think is is great uh, and a small bit here I think is something that you and I can probably talk about in another topic uh, okay. because it could go on a long tangent but in addition to this he was talking about the startup uh, I, I saw an interview with Phil Spencer who was talking about the startup of the consoles and then being very um, you know then saying hey we're gamers too we get frustrated at this kind of stuff you want to just play a game um, yeah. and in the same interview he was talking about the reason that they mentioned future Xboxes being create the future xbox and future consoles was because he they were seeing people online that were saying uh that xbox was going to move on to just pc stuff because it's microsoft and they're just they're saying oh well they're probably going to get finish the console market with the xbox one x they're going to yeah. just go to pc uh sell microsoft pcs and not worry about it and, well, and particularly they, with the uh with the xbox anywhere initiative mm -hmm. that, that that was another thing that kind of added fuel to that argument because uh, the games that are coming out on Xbox are also on PC. You get a free copy through the Windows Store. And yep. so... Essentially, yeah. essentially, like Phil was saying, we're not 
stopping uh, in regards to the console. We are, there is going to be a ninth generation console for Xbox. Uh, that is something they're working on, which is why they announced it at E3. Um, yeah. And they announced it specifically. They're in early development, but the reason they announced it was specifically to get people to uh, and their, share, their shareholders as well as people, uh, the average people, to understand no, Xbox is in here. Shareholders as well as people. As average people. I corrected <laughs> myself. Um, but they wanted to make sure people understood no, Xbox is in here for, for consoles. And he didn't straight up say this, but console gamers and PC gamers are, are different. Uh, there's, there's crossover and everything. Yeah. But there are gamers who play a lot of what I, what I would consider to be hardcore gamers, but they don't want to... Uh, they want the ease of access when it comes to a console. They don't want to deal with a PC. Um, Whitney has, I will say, Whitney has beat more games than I have in the past 10 years. I've yeah. played more variety of games, but mm -hmm. she beats games. She powers through games the way that I don't. Um, and she would be considered by some to be more casual. But she's not going to boot up a PC. So someone who's giving developers money, like Assassin's Creed and Lego and all these other games, yeah. and really enjoying them, she's not going to boot up a PC to play it, though, unless it's an MMO and she has to. She wants to play on console. It's relaxing. Yeah. It's easy. Um, so I think that he understands, no, these are two different, these are two different markets. It's too soon to pull the plug on the consoles. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do intend to play Will of the Wisps on PC. Um, because it, I'm not buying a console for uh, Blind Forest sure. and Will of the Wisps. Sure. Um, I will say that my Xbox One X, I'm I'm enjoying because mm -hmm. if a game is on multiple platforms, it is looking better on the Xbox One X, and a lot yeah. of them, a lot of them, like the the developers are literally saying, "Hey, this is our benchmark. Everything else we're scaling down." Yeah. Uh, so if it's a multi-platform game. I'm really liking it on the Xbox One X, but a lot of the games that I'm playing are exclusive only because they're the games that I like. So I, I see what you mean on that. But if you're if you're playing multi-platform, Xbox One X is where it's at right now. Yeah, the the, the best experience for a multi-plot game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. But let us know in the comments what, what console you prefer. And if you're an Xbox fanboy or a PlayStation fanboy, or if you're like me, who plays both and does not care about people bickering about whatever sports team they like or something. Switch fanboy, because I Switch. love portable stuff. <laughs> God, I love portable stuff. Welcome to the main topic. This week we are talking about uh, two people who work for ArenaNet, the studio that makes Guild Wars 2, uh, Jessica Price and Peter Fries, uh, who were fired after after interactions with some people on, on Reddit and on Twitter. Yep. Um, just a brief summary. Uh, Price is is one of the writers on Guild Wars 2, and so she, she took a, tr a Twitter thread and she was talking about how uh, how much for for an MMO type of game yeah. you need to you need to make the other characters react to yeah. the uh, the the player character yeah. without ascribing too much of a of a character to them yeah. so that you allow them to to kind of enter the character and feel like they are the one they are the heroes and allow them to to fill out the character however they want because like if if you come up with the you know your big 
bad, you know, monstrous, strong hero. You know, you you have a personality for that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> okay, it's kind of a weird story. Dark Souls for me, uh, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and Bloodborne, um, in my mind, is is a is a is a uh, a family line of characters, and Lady Nymeria is the one they will name a child Nymeria when they feel that things are about to go bad, when when an age of fire is about to die, mm -hmm. and so um, in in my in my mental fantasy, all of these Lady Nymerias throughout time have been saving the world. I really like that. I get and to that, put myself yeah. into that character, and sure. she, she called out specifically the writing of uh, whatever her name is that wrote the Twilight books. Is like Bella Swan Stephanie is Meyer. Yeah, she's Bella is briefly described. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of klutzy, but not so much as to be a problem. Yeah. Kind of shy, but not so much as to be a problem. And so you you allow the the reader to kind of fill in the character with the details that they want. Sure. And uh, that that was kind of her uh, approach to story writing, mm -hmm. which I found I found the thread fascinating. Thread was fascinating, and she did this Twitter thread in res uh, because of she's been doing uh, Reddit AMAs. Mm-hmm. And the Reddit AMAs, a lot of people were not happy with character development, and she was trying to explain, okay, I've talked about this, but let me explain how I view writing on this. And she's been doing writing for MMOs for 10 years, I think. Yeah, 10 like, years. And and additionally, um, by if, if you've never seen uh, the, P, uh, the Blizzard Q&As when it comes to Warcraft or anything like that, mm -hmm. um, they get beaten up by fans left and right for yeah. being a little wrong about lore or forgetting that a specific person happened to be left in this place and then the person who's writing it's like oh i thought they were dead and the guy's like no it's not he that person's not dead this happens over and over there's actually one famous person who like internet famous person who keeps fact checking them and like but but they're brutal um so Speaking she, of internet famous people, yeah. the the couple that started Westeros.org and yeah. the Wiki of Ice and Fire mm -hmm. actually get calls from Martin when he forgets a fact. <laughs> he will call them up and be like, what color did I say this guy's eyes yeah. were? They're like, purple, page 234, yeah. Clash yeah. of Swords. Um, it's just, I, yeah. can't, I can't remember her name because you, know, you, you, you couldn't remember Stephanie Meyer, but the uh, writer for True Blood. Um, uh, yeah. So she has a she has a group of, of friends slash fans that became friends or whatever in her hometown that she meets up with to do the same thing. There's a lot to keep in nice. keep involved in this. Um, but so uh, sorry, I forgot, I forgot her name was Jennifer, the writer. Uh, Charlene Harris. Charlene, I apologize. Uh, sorry for uh, for the writer for um, that's True for Blood. True Blood. No, the writer yes. for. Um, uh, for Guild Wars, we were discussing. Uh, Price. Jessica Price. Price. Yeah, Jessica Price. Sorry, I remembered it was a J. So uh, Jessica sent out, put out all these tweets essentially saying, hey guys, this is what I'm doing. This I want you to understand why I'm doing this. There was and, and this is and this is my approach. She doesn't say this is the only way to do it. She says this is what I've seen in trying to develop these characters, and so this is how I approach those problems. Yes. Yeah. And she got some backlash. Um that uh, and I, I'm trying to make sure I get the order in this right. The first backlash was essentially a couple people saying, "Well, it's not hard. Just do this and this." 
yeah. was, was uh, essentially their response. One of, one of the one of the people who had been in the Reddit AMA and yeah. I guess saw her saw her tweets was like, just do branching dialogue. I mean, it's not that hard. It doesn't take that long. I could write it. It takes a considerable amount of time. Branching dialogue takes. Uh, Bioware was talking about this, where they're talking about if they just did uh, a, a story that didn't have branching dialogue, if they just had like uh, some like the regular NPCs where you ask them a couple questions, but really you get to the same answer all the time. Yeah. Uh, doing branching dialogue takes. I think they were saying like four to eight times as long to plan out to because uh, you have to plan out not only what they're saying but the branch every single it, it can be not quite exponential but pretty darn exponent pretty darn close um, well, and so it, he and was it wrong. Can affect, and it can affect every other interaction with that NPC yeah. Yeah. for the you know exactly. for the unseen future like Mass Effect um, and her response to that she tweeted out something to the effect of uh, to you know today and what was it well, I, I, I have to quote oh, go ahead, go ahead um, and read it verbatim today in being a female game dev quote yeah. allow me a person who does not work with you explain to you how you how to do your job she tweeted yep so I'm gonna let you start and I'm gonna play devil's advocate go ahead okay um, basically it was she she put herself out there with the AMAs. Yeah. People talk smack. So she she stepped back into into her onto her own personal uh, Twitter and said, "This is why I've decided to do things the way that I do, and my ten years of experience has led me to believe that this is the best way for me to do things." Yeah. Someone said, "I could do your job better than you," and her response was again not speaking to him specifically, but just speaking to the again a a general tweet that just said today in being a female game dev mm -hmm. rawr, let me tell you how to do your job yeah and that was it she said that by the time that guy came along that she was just tired of having random people um explain her job to her mm -hmm. and she was she was tired of smiling and being nice all the time and she was like this is my personal twitter i'm going to just say Look, this is ridiculous. Sure. I know which, how to do my job. Yeah, which, depending on your state, some states you cannot be fired for whatever you put on social media. Some states, if it's a right-to-work state, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, so I understand that uh, Guild Wars was trying to protect their property. I think this was a bad move in regards to the firing, uh, firing her. Um, yeah. I think it was a bad move. Um, I think that, um, but here's here's my devil's advocate part because that was a that was a bad move on their part because she was expressing her frustration. I agree. Here's my devil's advocate part. I read through all the uh, I read through at least the main chunk of the tweets and AMA stuff that she was talking about, mm -hmm. and I didn't see anyone straight up say a man could do this or something to that effect. And the first person that brought up gender identity, gender politics, was her. Okay. I get I get told on on a good week, I get told six to eight times a week how to do my job and that I don't know what I'm doing and that I should probably and there are people who do not work for me, who do not work with me, who do not work at my company, who tell me you know, this is really easy. I don't understand why you can't just da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Just do it and make it work because this is stupid. Yeah. Probably six or eight times a week. Uh, my previous I don't position, my, job. my previous position, 
probably 10 to 15 times a day. No one said, and again, like I looked at his tweet when he was like, hey, this is easy. It's branching dialogue trees. He's an idiot. He doesn't understand. I think that I don't think it would have changed what what uh, what ArenaNet did in regards to firing her. But I did. I, I thought that her bringing up the feeling like she was attacked because she's a woman. I don't know if she was being attacked uh, as a woman. I like I said, I didn't see all the AMA stuff, but all the tweets and, and Reddit stuff that I did see was people who don't understand game development and don't understand writing saying yeah. this is how you do it, and it's not how you do it. Um, so I know she was frustrated. So I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. I see both sides uh, of the equation. In my opinion, yeah, she shouldn't. She, I mean, I think that her tweet was that last that tweet specifically mm-hmm. uh, was a little over the line, and that's what she got fired for. It was not the previous tweets where she's talking about game like game development and writing, um, but it was the other one because they felt that was a she was backlashing against fans, and I I don't think that that tweet was right, but I don't think that their response was right either um but i think this is what happens in when and it's a big problem that we have in regards to the internet is you have the anonymity and you have this this vitriol that comes out and i and yes some of it is against women some of it is against minorities and that's freaking horrible and Um, it, it, it it adds an extra angle of attack you have all this armor uh you know if you're an completely anonymous commenter on on reddit or uh, Imgur, or wherever you are, you are a completely anonymous person, you can say things that you don't have to be fact-checked later. If someone fact-checks you, you can just disappear. You're not held accountable. Um, And at the same time, you can say really mean things, and then if someone says that you're, you know, if you can just keep keep batting at people. If someone tr- says that you're you're stupid or you're racist or whatever, then you can bash them because what are they going to do? Track you know track you down? Like that's that's the that's a big problem that we have in regards to this anon- anonymity. At the same time, I wouldn't say ever to uh, say that we should everyone's identity should be out there on the internet because then you'd have all kinds of horrible things. But this is not a society that we want to want to build upon. This is not. This is. We don't want to uh, hit people like this when they're trying to make. This is essentially a dev who's making a game that they enjoy, and they're saying we want it to be better. Yeah. Cool. Don't beat them up. I mean, apparently you like something because you keep playing the game. Yeah. Um, they're they're literally saying, hey, why don't you add this? Why don't you add that? Cool. Hey, here's here's why we don't, or here's something we are th- thinking about. Yeah, and it was it was the the initial uh tweet the initial thread, yeah the the initial tweet thread was yeah. was very thoughtful very thought-provoking i personally enjoyed it and um you're a G, you're a gm for for dungeons and dragons yeah. um you write things you're you're used to to you know kind of finding these characters and figuring out how to fit them into the narrative yeah yeah and it is it is as someone who has uh attempted it yeah. With with uh, extensive role playing with a character over five years, yeah. um, that was difficult enough, and that was a character that that I wrote specifically. F- well, three characters that I wrote specifically yeah. for me, and and dealing with those interactions is hard enough. But trying to trying to predict 
a random person, you know, what are what are they going to do here? Yeah. And how is this going to work? And, um, and that's, I, that's three characters who are not going to interact with each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, when you're talking about writing this kind of stuff, you're you're talking about writing, and you have to write it open. Also, you have to write it intriguing enough for people to be entertained, but open enough for them to read into their own uh, ideas and their own character and their own journey. And there are some there are some parts in, in Guild Wars and other games where uh, Guild Wars it's not exact, but I don't know if you played Knights of the Old Republic. Did you play Old Republic? Not Knights, but Old Republic. Uh, no, I did. Okay, so there's like there's sections of the of Guild Wars and Old Republic that are that are um, basically everyone's on these on these quests. But then mm -hmm. there are quests that you are on as your character. Now other yeah. people are on those as well, but it's more of a personal quest. I'm pretty sure that's what they originally called it in Guild Wars, where yeah, here's you're saving this people, and here's the big thing, here's the bad guy, and here's what everyone is doing. And then you have yeah. your personal journey, where um, like you're you're in a clan, and you're uh, you know doing this and that, and you're working your way up within that clan, and that's you as a as a as a person. Yeah. But even then, it's open enough to be like, okay, well, it's it, they don't straight up say man or woman. They don't they don't talk about things that you did in the past or talk about. You're so that, big and burly. Yeah, so you have to even even though it's your personal quest, even though it's your per, your your uh, quasi character driven story, it's not um, yeah. because it because it can't be. Uh, Old Republic was the same way, is the same way. Uh, you have your quest that everyone does in regards to fighting the Jedi or fighting the Sith, and you have others where you're on your your journey uh, as a bounty hunter or as a as a Jedi uh, counselor, and they have to. It does branch a little bit in regards to your your quest, but for the most part, they're having to work within their guidelines, similar to what she was doing. Um, I think that what she what she has done, what she did, I think was great up until that one tweet. But at the same time, I can completely understand how frustrated she is about all of this. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I I don't know if you had anything else to add, but I I wanted to kind of close it with with one last. One last quote. Um, you talked earlier about how um, how most of the people are, are fine, and you know that there's just this very loud part, and the the danger, the dangerous precedent yeah. set by allowing them to control the game. And uh, one of the subreddit members he says, "quote We can probably fire anyone on the Guild Wars 2 development team as long as we make a big enough stink." Nobody at ArenaNet is safe from the hand at Reddit. The moment a dev steps out of line or try to talk back to a player, guess what? They'll know we got our, their hands on their throat and we can squeeze anytime we like. Yeah, and and that, that is that is incredibly disheartening because, you know, we we talk about like the the silent majority a lot, and most nine out of ten people who play this game are like cool let's play a game let's let's have fun within this world but yeah. there there's a very vocal component um that enjoys complaining likes baiting people out and and trying to trying to get like this is something that had very real consequences for her yeah and you know they they have you know you're talking about earlier the the anonymity of being on the internet the people that are on reddit in this fight have nothing to lose they don't they don't lose it if if nothing happens okay if something changes they win so there is not really a lose situation for them and she lost her job and and the other person who got fired uh defended her in a series of now deleted tweets i wasn't able to find those yeah. but he said dude lay off yeah as far as i can tell 
and they both got fired and it's and the the idea of letting that that toxic section of the internet mm-hmm. um, allowing them to control game development and take development out of the hands of people who know what they're doing yeah and who are good at their jobs who have been doing it for a decade they know how to do their job suggestions are fine um like with the uh with the the uh the four souls game that edmund mcmillan's working on um he's actually been tweeting out some images of some of the cards and uh one of them he had um like you take a pill and if you roll a five or a six you get plus one damage if you roll a three or four you get plus one life um if you roll uh a two or one you take damage Mm -hmm. And then there's another one you get you get three coins two coins take one damage okay and they and uh a bunch of people on twitter were like hey why don't you change that last one to lose one coin that way it's consistent throughout the uh that all three are kind of in the same theme and he was like okay, okay that's, that's a cool. good idea and he changed it yeah that cool. type that type of back and forth between developers and players that is helpful that is yeah. useful that is something that we as players can do and and yes. i would like to encourage anyone who's out there um reach out to somebody either either on twitter or facebook or whatever medium you use reach out to somebody whose work you appreciate and tell them thank you for for bringing me this experience or for for uh making this game that i enjoyed so much yeah. um i i cannot tell you um the the many heartfelt responses that i've gotten from people back because mostly what they interact with on the internet is uh a bunch of people who are who are talking smack Mm -hmm. and it's 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 very difficult for them to put not only their work out there but themselves personally out there and if if we can make their lives a little bit better Mm -hmm. um i think that's something worth our time i agree um essentially the terrorists win if we give in to this kind of stuff (laughs) um basically uh i'll also kind of put this out there uh when it comes to human psychology if you uh because you're talking about telling game devs uh, if you appreciate them um the average person if you're playing a game if you go to a restaurant whatever you're doing if you had a good time the majority of people don't compliment anybody don't I mean, other than the regular thank you, they yeah. don't write about it uh, unless you're a unless you're a reviewer, unless that's your thing. They don't go out of their way to do it. They're just like, oh, that was a good night. That was a good meal. No one at the restaurant heard from them. But if they didn't have a good time, they'll hear from it. Also, yeah. if people are just trolls, they'll hear about it as well. So the the positive uh, positive remarks in our society are a very unless you already have an established relationship with somebody positive remarks in, in our society and positive feedback and compliments um, are, are not as common. Um, so yeah. I'd, I'd do the same thing. I would encourage you to do the same thing if you're out uh, having dinner or anything like that. Uh, and um, one easy way to do that is thank people and use their name. Like it's, the, yeah. it's the craziest, simplest thing. I do it every single place that I'm at. Whitney picked up on it when, uh, when we were first dating. Uh, waiters, it uh, doesn't matter if I'm at Taco Bell, uh, if I go through drive through window, whatever it is, like I use the person's name constantly. If, you're, yeah. if I'm, And that, if you're saying thank you and using their, that person's name, that helps. If you had a really great, great, uh, you know, great dinner and thank them, again, using their name, it makes them feel good. And their day may have been complete crap. So just pay it forward. Pay it forward. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stay hey, positive out there, guys. See you later.